Well, hello and welcome to Noah's Window. I'm going to do something this being Friday that we don't normally do on Noah's Window. And that is I'm going to point to a message that God willing, I'll be delivering on Saturday and Sunday at New Spring. And like I say, we don't normally use Noah's Window for that purpose. But this week is a special week and I'll tell you why. Um, over six months ago, I just had this overwhelming sense from God to write uh, about something. And I really believe God helps me with all the messages that I prepare from, from God's word. But there are rare occasions where it feels like the Holy Spirit just says, start writing. And the reason why it's such a peculiar feeling is I haven't set out to write. I haven't particularly been studying something. It's just like I have this overwhelming sense to write things down. I did a message a few years ago called Reasons Versus Purpose that many of you really, really loved. In fact, one of the most uh, asked for sermons at New Spring. I was on an airplane, uh, you know, where else I was just flying home. I'd spoken in Ohio and, and I was just settling in to, uh, for the flight. And yet I felt like God just said, right. So I took out my phone, just started writing in notes. And, and then that, of course, became Reasons Versus Purpose. So there are moments where I just have this overwhelming sense. And at that point, uh, to be honest with you, I'm just sort of like, you know, you remember back when you were in college or you're taking notes for a class or something, and here you are just trying to write down notes as fast as you can. And that's how I felt with this message. So when I got through writing and there were, you know, there were pages uh, in this legal pad. In fact, I was, I was in my car, I was uh, driving and it just kind of like pulled over and stopped and started writing. And when I got through writing what God was showing me, I just was overwhelmed with the feeling, well, I guess this is what I'm supposed to be bringing this weekend. And I'm not trying to freak anybody out. It wasn't like God said anything out loud or anything. I just had this sense from the Holy Spirit that God said, no, this is not the time. I want you to have this message, but it's not for this weekend. So I just kind of like tossed this in the back seat of my car. And so, you know, how it is. Every time I get in my car, I'd see this legal pad back there. And, and I'd want to know, God, is it time for this message? And Holy Spirit would just say, no, no, it's not time yet. Well, here we are, we're heading to the DNA uh, series, and, and I just had this overwhelming sense that the Holy Spirit was saying, now, turn that sermon loose. This is the time that I have it for. So, and it's kind of interesting, you know, if you if you look at this legal pad, you can tell that I've, it's it's pretty crumpled because I, I kept reading the message saying, Lord, is it time? Is it time, you know? And so now it's going to be this weekend. That's why I want to talk to you about this. And I think what, what Mary Alice, I've been talking to you about this week on Noah's Window is perfect for this particular topic because we've been talking about what matters. And if we understand scripture correctly, we have to understand that you and I matter. Every human being in the world matters to God. You know, it's so easy for us to think these are the lovable people, these are the unlovable people, but to God, all the human race, every human being in the world matters to God. Even those whose lives are not quite what they should be, or in fact, a long way away from what they should be. One of my favorite chapters in the Bible is Luke chapter 15. I love this chapter and I've loved it ever since I've been a kid. And I really think when I was a 16 year old preacher, I preached from this chapter probably more than any other chapter in the Bible. The chapter begins, Luke 15, it begins with uh, four groups of people that are coming to Jesus to hear him teach. Two of the groups are coming to hear him because they're desperate to hear what he has to say. Two groups have come to criticize. So here are the four groups. They're kind of like sectioned in, in twos. There are the uh, teachers of the religious law and the group that was most religious in Jesus' day. 
And then the other group are called uh, tax collectors. <laughs> and I like this in the NLT, other notorious sinners. They weren't just sinners. They were known for being sinners. Now, on its face, if you would look at that and say, okay, there are two groups of people here and two groups of people here. And one group can, comes to celebrate Jesus. The other comes to criticize him. You would think that, you know, if you didn't know the rest of the story, it would be the religious people that had come to enjoy Jesus' teaching. And it was the hell races that came to maybe heckle him or something. Just backward. Exactly backward. Because the Bible says the tax collectors and the notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of righteous law, or religious law rather, complain that he was associating with such sinful people and even eating with them. Now, I use the NLT today, but I grew up with the King James Version. The King James Version puts it this way. This man received sinners. I preached so many messages on that because this criticism leveled at Jesus by these ultra-religious elite was probably the most wonderful thing they could have said about Jesus. This man received sinners. That launches Jesus into three stories. Boom, boom, boom. Three stories about something that was lost. He tells the story about a shepherd who has a hundred sheep and he loses one of the sheep. One of the sheep wanders away. And then he tells the story about a woman who had 10 coins and she loses one. This is not like, you know, you've got change and you lose a coin. These coins were her dowry. Uh, these were, th th this was her most prized material possession. So consequently, this was something to be celebrated. It was something to be set forward as perhaps the centerpiece of her home. And somehow she lost one of the pieces of her dowry, which I, I don't have time to teach all this today, but I promise you this is great because really what she lost she lost a piece of her self-worth, which that's what sin causes us to do. That's for another sermon someday. But she loses this coin. And then she searches the house until she finds it, just like the shepherd goes and searches until he finds the sheep. So there's a lost sheep and a lost coin. And then it gets very personal. There's a lost son. That's the story of the prodigal son. There's a man who has two sons and one of them leaves and blows up the family. Now, here's what's interesting about all three of these stories is Jesus has this to say about how heaven reacts when a sinner comes home. Listen to this. He, he talks about um, the shepherd. When he has found a sheep, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, rejoice or party with me because I found my lost sheep. Now, listen to this. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God, heads up, <laughs> than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Well, there's a little bit of tongue in cheek on Jesus there because the Bible says there are none righteous, no, not one. And in Isaiah 53, it says, all we like sheep have strayed away. So there's no such thing as others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. But the beautiful thing is Jesus said, there's a party in heaven every time a sinner comes home to God because God values people. Well, I'm gonna be talking, I'm gonna be bringing this message this weekend that, that God gave me that, uh, <laughs> you know, for over six months, he said, no, 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 not now, not now, not now. But 
I'm going to be bringing that message that I felt like the Holy Spirit said it's time to turn it loose now. And I'll be bringing it this weekend. And I hope you're at New Spring to hear it. I know that many of you watch Noah's Window from around the country, around the world. And know you won't be able to be physically there at New Spring. But this will be online. It'll be streaming, God willing. I want you to pray about this, though. You know, I was just thinking as I was uh, sending the message to the tech team and everybody a few minutes ago, I thought Satan's going to do everything he can to fight this message. But I'll just say this. If you can only be if you can only be at New Spring one time this year, if you can only hear one message, this is the message to hear this weekend. And I can't wait to bring it. So we'll just kind of like let that be today's message on things that matter. Everybody matters. And if everybody matters, you matter. You know, I, I don't know where this talk finds you, but it could be that someone is watching today and just say, Mark, I'm, I've gone through a lot of tough stuff lately, maybe some relationships that have broken or whatever, and you may even begin to wonder if you matter at all. But I will tell you this, and I believe this with all my heart. I've been preaching this ever since I was a kid preacher. I believe if you were the only lost person in the world, Jesus would have died for you. And I'll tell you, if you're important enough to God that Jesus would come and shed his blood for you, you're very, very important. You're infinitely important. God loves you very much. And you know, if you've already accepted Christ, when you accepted Christ, it started a party in heaven. And if you're not sure, if you haven't accepted him yet, if you were to settle that today, <laughs> you want to start a pep rally in heaven? That would happen if you would come home. And the good news is the Bible tells us anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's what the Bible says in Romans 10. And the word of God says in the book of Joel, everyone who, uh, well, actually it's quoted in Acts 2, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That means that God won't tell anybody no. God loves you. Jesus died for your sins. The blood that came out of his body was a payment whereby you could have every sin paid for. So if you're a uh, if you're someone who's not sure that you have a relationship with God, why don't you settle that right now? And if you're sure that you have a relationship with God, why don't you just thank him right now that he received you when you came home? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray a prayer that lets anyone call out to God for that relationship, that forgiveness, that restoration. I'll pray it slowly. And if you want to pray it with me, you can. But the good news is if you pray it from your heart, God is listening to your prayer. You ready? Here we go. Dear God. I know I'm a sinner, but I believe you love me very much. I believe that I'm valuable in your sight. I ask you to forgive me. I ask, me, ask you to make me your child. I believe Jesus died for me. I believe he arose from the grave. Thank you for hearing my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, if you just pray with me on Noah's window today, I want to make sure that you get a gift. Uh, the gift will have a Bible, New Spring Bible, a book I wrote that'll answer a few questions that you may still have, and some other cool things. Free, it won't cost you anything. And all you have to do is just text the word PRAYED, P-R-A-Y-E-D, to 97,000. One more time, text the word PRAYED to 97,000. And then if you do that, you'll get a few questions that will allow us to have the information to mail it to you. And we'll get it right out to you. So one more time, hope I get to see you this weekend. We have a really wonderful weekend planned at New Spring. I've already seen the worship list. Can't wait for that. And then I get to bring this message <laughs> that's been in the backseat of my car for over six months now. And God said it's time. So I don't know.
we're looking forward to a great weekend at New Spring. Whether you're online or whether you're actually able to be there present in person, we'll see you this weekend.